Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Thank you so much for joining in on my podcast, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. I dropped in for a minute, for a moment, for a second on this August uh, 22nd, 2022, this beautiful Monday morning. It's rainy here, but it's still a beautiful day because this is still the day that the Lord has made. And and I don't know about you, I'm still going to rejoice and be glad that I'm alive living in it because our circumstances does not dictate our day. It's our God who dictates our day. As we acknowledge him in all our ways, he has promised to direct our path. But we're going to pray before we start this podcast because I have to know something. Um. Do you know, I need to know, are you living by faith or are you living in sin? <laughs> we're going to deal with this. Yes, we're getting ready to dig, dig down, dig in deep. Romans 14, 23. That's going to be our main scripture, but we're going to pray first. Father, we just thank you for being here with us, for being together um, with us, for being in the midst of us, Lord God, for, for being our Alpha and our Omega, the Arthur and the finisher of our faith. Father, we started this race in faith, believing that you was our Redeemer, believing that you are our Lord and Savior, Father. And we will finish this race in faith, believing that you created us on purpose, for a purpose, and with your good purpose in mind, for the plans that you have for us are good and not evil, to bless us, to prosper us, and to bring us into great success. Father, we believe, Lord God, that you did not create us to fail, and that you do provide with you, God. You are our, our Jehovah Jireh, Father, our Abba Father. We're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ, and we are in right standings with you because of our faith in you and not by works, lest any man should be able to boast. We're saved by grace. We're saved by grace and we will finish our race through faith and grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you for opening our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our heart to receive the engrafted word of God, Lord God. And we give you the glory, the honor as you anoint my lips to speak. We thank you for a divine revelation, Father. For you said, those who fear you, you will make your covenant known to them, Lord God. So I come before you, Lord, asking you that as I open my mouth, that you teach us. For the Holy Spirit is a teacher. And so, Father, I yield my members to you. For you said, who we yield our members to, that's who we're servant to. So as I yield my members to you, Holy Spirit, as I open my mouth, I ask that you speak through my lips of clay. Father, here we are today saying, speak to our heart, Lord. Tell us whatever it is that you want us to know. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Um, again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Please share this podcast. It's really going to be a blessing. The Lord has really been talking to me about this, about how anything done outside of faith is sin. Romans 14 and 23. We're going to start there with Romans 14 and 23. And I'm going to be reading, I'm, you know what, I'm going to be reading a Christian Standard Version. It says, now it was a credit to him, we're talking about Abraham. You know, I think I, I, think I want to go up a little bit more. I think, I think I want to go, if you don't mind, I just want to read a minute. 
I want to read a minute. I want to start at Hebrews 4, 16, and we're going to, we're going to read a few scriptures here. Christian Standard Version. It says, this is why the promise is by faith, so that it may be according to grace, to guarantee to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of Abraham's faith. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations. He is our father in God's sight in whom Abraham believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls things into existence that do not exist right? He believed hoping against hope so that he became the father of many nations. Abraham believed hoping against hope (laughs) so that he became the father of many nations, right? That he became according to what had been spoken. So will your descendants be. He did not, he he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body to be already dead. He didn't consider the natural circumstances. When God told Abraham that he would be the father of many nations, that he would have a son in his old age named Isaac, he believed him. He did not, he did not waver in faith. He believed against hope. So, so he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body to be already dead since he was about 100 years old. And he didn't also the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't even consider any of that. Abraham faith was like this. Okay, well, if God said it, then this is what it is. You know, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know who he's going to use or I don't. uh, And, you know, and and I think this is where we we get into, uh, you know, this is the arena the devil wants to get us in. He wants us to get into trying to figure out how God is going to do it, uh, who he's going to use to do it. He wants to pull us. That's none of our business. The Bible say that Abraham, he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body to be already dead since he was about 100 years old. God told him he was going to have a son. He was going to give him his own son. And, and he, he, he just, you know, he didn't even consider the fact that, oh, I'm already uh, 100 years old. You know, my body parts aren't working and Sarah's womb is dead. He didn't consider none of that because he was fully confident. He had confidence and God, that he will do what he said. He was fully convinced. And you know, and I talk about this, how when we have faith in God's love for us, how fear will have no uh, place in us. For faith worketh by love. When we have faith in God's love for us, nothing will be impossible for us to believe. We won't be considering the fact that I don't have the money to start the business or we won't consider the fact that we won't be saying things like, well, how am I going to pay for it or how am this and how is that? God will give us wisdom. He will give us the blueprints. He will give us wisdom as we walk. He said the footsteps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. He will order our steps and he will give us the blueprint along the way. He didn't consider it. He didn't. All he know is God said it and that was it. That was enough for him. I'm sure, you know, if someone came and told, well, God is going to bless you with a son, a daughter or whatever. You probably going to start trying to figure it out. Well, I'm 70. You know, I don't have no cycle anymore. My body's dead. You know, my ovaries don't work. You're going to be trying to, okay, well, maybe he meant I'm supposed to adopt or maybe he meant this or maybe he meant that. And when we get off into that arena. When the devil starts pulling us into God's business, 
Because God is a God of miracles. <laughs> I like that song Jacob Carr uh, sing. I see miracles. I see miracles. The Bible say that uh, nothing will be impossible for them that believe. And so Abraham, he just believed God. And it was accounted unto him as righteousness, Romans 4 and uh, Romans 4 and 3 says. It says Abraham believed God and it was credit to him for, for righteousness. Abraham was called a friend of God, not because he was perfect, but because he believed God, right? How many of you know that you don't consider people your friends who don't believe you, who call you a liar? You know, it's kind of like you're sitting here, you're telling me something, and the whole time you're talking, I'm saying, that's a lie, that's a lie. You don't consider somebody like that a friend, right? The Word of God tells us and teaches us in Hebrews 11 and 6, for without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We have to believe in a God that we cannot see. We must first believe that he even he exists. Okay, because we're believing in a God we can't see. And then we have to go on and believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Seek him. So I asked the question, are you living by faith or are you living by sin? And the reason I asked that question, we're going to get down to it further later on, is because anything, I want you to listen to this, anything done outside of faith is sin. Romans 14 and 23 teaches us this. It tells us this. Anything done outside of faith is sin. And the re- and how I got onto this, you know, I, you know, I was thinking, my, I had, my son said to me, I was build, I'm building this, I'm working on something. And he said, Ma, how, how much is it going to cost for them to, you know, autom- automatically draft you every month? And I told him the amount. And he said, Mom, you don't believe that you're going to earn such and such amount a month? And boy, that was like a punch in the stomach. Because what I really heard was, you don't have faith in what you're doing. You don't have faith to launch this. And anything done outside of faith is sin. You've cursed it from the beginning because anytime we do something, we think, well, no one's going to show or no one's going to come. And we're believing that the Lord has told us to do this. That's sin. Anything done outside of faith is sin. Anything done outside of faith is sin. When you get married and you say, oh, well, if it doesn't work, we'll just get a divorce. You're marrying, not by faith, but you're marrying in sin. You've already opened that marriage up to the curse. If you believe that God told you to start a business and you start that business and you start out in faith, the Bible says, what hindered you? You know, you was once running so very well. What hindered you? Did you start looking at the numbers? Did you start saying, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not. You started out in faith, but you ended up in fear. It's so important that anything that God calls us to, that we stay connected to him. You started in faith. And the only way you're going to end in faith is you're going to have to start out the same way you continue on the same way you started. You started out with God. You cannot stray away from God. Because when we start to stray away from God, we get into pride. And we open our door ourselves up to the devil and we give him access into our lives. He tells us, he said, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, you need to acknowledge God so he can direct our path. He said, he said, be not wise, depart from evil and be not wise in your own eyes. 
So when we're being wise in our own eyes, that's when we're trying to figure it out. That's when we start to say, well, God, how's you going to do this? Well, God, I don't have this. Or God, I don't have that. Well, God, how's this going to be? How's this going to happen? Seeing that seeing that Sarah's womb is dead and seeing that I'm over 100 years old and I can't have any more kids. God, how is this? But it says that Abraham, he, didn't, he, he did not weaken in his faith when he considered the natural circumstances. He understood that he was over 100 and the Sarah's womb was there, but he said he didn't even, he did not, uh, it didn't weaken his faith. He didn't consider it. The only thing Abraham was focused on was that this is what God said and this is what it is. And, and, and it's like us, we believe God is leading us to do something, to build something, to open a store, to uh, open a restaurant, to get married or whatever it is. We have to do it in faith. Whatever we do in word or deed, Colossians tells us that we're to do it as unto the Lord, right? If, if God is telling us to do something, you have to do it in faith. You start out in faith. You're going to have to seek God daily. You can't start off getting so busy with the God, you, the business you said he gave you that you no longer have time for the God who you say gave you the business. Because when we start, when we start straying away from God, that's when we start to get uh, lean to our own understanding and that's when we begin to become wise in our own eyes. And we begin to start sitting down and try and start considering all the negative circumstances. But the Bible says that Abraham, he did not, he was not weak in faith when he considered his own body to be already dead. He didn't, he, he, he was, he was well aware of everything. Verse 20, Romans 4 and 20, it says, he did not waver in unbelief at God's promise but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. We need to give glory to God. The Bible say in everything, in all things, give God thanks and give God praise. If this is something that you say that God said for you to do, if this is the, the person that you said that God told you to marry, he provides where he guides. We, have, we cannot be afraid to be married. If this is who we say, we cannot enter into a covenant with God in doubt and unbelief and say things like, well, if it doesn't work, we can always get a divorce. That's not faith. Whatever we do in word or deed, we to do it unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Romans 14 and 23 says, without faith, anything done outside of faith is sin. So that's why I ask the question, are you living by faith or are you living in sin? The Romans tells us, he said, those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God. How, how, how are we led by the spirit of God? What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, to be led by the spirit is to be led by his word. God will never tell us or unction us or direct us towards something that's contrary to who he is, how he is, or what he would do. He's not going to tell us to do anything that's outside of his word. Those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. We must be obedient. Humility, true humility, is not how many times we pray every day, not how many times we go to church every day. It's not how, not based upon our faithfulness to a man or a woman. True hum humility, I'm talking about God humility, is simply being obedient to what he tells you to do. That's what humility is. Some of us have a forms of godliness and we're more, we're more, um, some of us are more obedient to people 
and we're more committed to people than we are to Jesus. And Jesus said, you know what? You worship me with your lips, but your heart is so far from me. You got your works, but you wasn't saved by your works. You wasn't saved by the law. You were saved by grace, lest any man should boast. It's about having faith in what I say that causes you to be righteous and right standings with me. He who knew no sin became sin under the new covenant. He who knew no sin became sin, who Jesus, so that we could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're in right standings with God because of the blood of Jesus. He redeemed us. By one man's disobedience, Adam, we all was made sinners. Okay? So we were all born into sin. Because when Adam ate, every sperm cell in his body became sin contaminated by sin. By one man disobedient, we were all made sinners. That's why when babies are born, you don't have to teach a child to act ugly. <laughs> this is nature. We were born with a sin, sinful nature. You don't have to teach a baby to fight, to spit, to kick, to throw stuff, to say no. You don't have to teach them to do none of that stuff. You don't just sit, you don't sit there and teach your children to be evil, right? We were born into sin. And that's why we have to be born again. So it was by one man's disobedient Adam that we were all made sinners. Even though it was by one man's obedience, Jesus, that we were all made righteous. He came to redeem us. We've been redeemed from the curse. We've been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. And anything done outside of faith is sin. If we, if we, uh, if we are considered righteousness because of our own works, because of the law, then sin has been made null. It's, it's of no effect. For the promise to Abraham or to his descendants that he would inherit the world was not through the law, but it was through the righteousness that comes by faith. If those who are of the law are heirs in Christ Jesus, I'm putting that in there, then faith is made empty and the promise is nullified. In other words, if I'm made right with God because I keep the laws, because I keep the Ten Commandments, if that's how I'm made right with God, then uh my faith is made empty and the promise is no fun. It's no longer by grace, but it's by works. When I think that my works put me in right standards with God, then I'm no longer living by faith. I'm living by the law. It's by faith. The just shall live by faith. The just shall walk by faith. What is faith? Faith is the, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Hebrews tells us this. Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Right? So faith is the faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it's the evidence of something that you can't see. It was about through faith that the world was created by God's words. Right? He framed the world with his words. Calling those things which be not as though they were. Right? Calling those things which be not as though they, they were. So we're speaking spirits. Our words have power and we're framing our world with our words. It's not by works. It's by faith in what God says that causes us it to be in right standings with him. Because without faith, it's impossible to please him, right? Hebrews 11 and 6 uh, tells us. Because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. 
So are you living by faith or are you living by sin? Uh, let me read uh, Hebrews. Excuse me. I'm going to see if I can stick with what I'm doing. Um, Hebrews 4 and 20. Excuse me. Romans 4 and 21. It says, because he was, uh, because Abraham was fully convinced, he was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to do. Are you fully convinced that what God has promised you, he's able to do it? Are you fully convinced that that business he, he, he anointed you to create, that he's able to do it? Are you fully convinced? Are you fully, we have to be fully convinced. Where does confidence come from? Having a relationship with God. It's hard to trust someone you don't know. So I always say relationship, relationship, relationship. Because you, it's hard to, you can't tr- believe in somebody you don't know. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about having a relationship. How do you develop a relationship with God? The same way you develop a relationship with people. We have to spend time with God. He has to be our priority. Because when we start our day without God, we plan God out of our day. And he's like, what are you doing? I told you to lean not to your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your path. I told you to depart from evil and be not wise in your own eyes. Because when I'm not acknowledging God, when we don't acknowledge God in all our ways, we ignore God in all our ways. So today is a new day. There's no condemnation because yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not yet. All we have is right now, right? Now faith is. So now as we hear the word of God, I pray that the uh, revelation of God that we feel he fills us with the uh, knowledge of his will that he uh, reveals to us the knowledge the revelation of his word um and that we will become doers of the word and not hearers only because without faith it's impossible to please god if god has told you to start that business then you need to start that business in faith not believing that oh ain't nobody gonna buy my food ain't nobody gonna like my food ain't nobody gonna buy my stuff Ain't nobody going to come to my show. I don't know whatever it is that God has called you to do. You have to do it in faith, believing that it's going to succeed. Because God is not a God of a failure. He does not set us up to fail. He did not create us to fail. You have to add faith to whatever it is that you believe God is unctioning you to do. Whatever it is you believe that God is telling you to do. And don't try to figure it out. If you do not have the wisdom, if you do not have the blueprints... If uh, um, then just sit still and keep doing what you're doing until God tells you what else to do. Don't be sitting there trying to figure it out. Seek the Lord. Lord, give me your strategy. Lord, give me your blueprints to do what you asked me to do. Lord, all I want to do is what you asked me to do. Lord, all I want to do is follow after you. That's my prayer. Uh, Lord, not my will, not my way, not my want. I basically kind of pray about everything. People ask me to do something. People, you know, I'm going to pray. About, I want to pray about it first. I need to pray about it first. I need to see if that's what God is saying. It can be a good thing, too. But it just because it's a good thing, it can even be a God thing. It could just not be my thing. I need to make sure that God is saying, okay, bro, this is what I want you to do. Even when it comes to ministry or whatever, you need to make, you need to go pray about it. And you need to see, is that what God is asking you to do? Because anything that God doesn't ask us to do, we will have to do in our own arm of flesh. 
God said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Just saying yes to people does not necessarily mean that we're saying yes to Jesus. I've had to turn down some ministry opportunities because that's not what the Lord was saying. I don't know about you, but I don't want anything before it's season and anything for it's time. Because unless the Lord builds the house, guess what? We labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. So we started out in faith. And we must continue. Today is another day. There's no condemnation because today we need to go back and pick up those things that we have laid down because we, we begin to look at the things around us. Oh, I don't think we're going to make it. Oh, you know, this is why I always say despise not the days of small beginnings. The word of God tells us. He said despise not the days of small beginnings. Why is this? Because everything starts out with a seed before it turns into an apple tree. Everything starts out with a seed before it grows into an apple tree. So despise not the day of small beginnings. You look at some of the trees around you and you and it, they're big and humongous, but that little tree started out with the, that little with uh, the apple tree started out with a little seed before it blossomed into a big apple tree. It didn't just start out into you know like that. It started out with a little seed. First the blade then the ear, then a full shock of corn. You know, and it was it's through faith and patience. The Bible says that we will inherit the promise. It's through faith and patience. But don't quit. And on those days you begin to the devil wants to take us off course. He wants to steal our focus. He wants us to look at the wind. He wants us to look at the numbers. He wants us to look at this. Oh, it's not growing because of this. Nobody's coming to the site because because you know what? Just boom, overnight. One God can cause that thing to just blossom overnight. Overnight. You can be an overnight success when God is in it. It's not about us promoting ourselves. But how many of you know that promotion comes from the Lord? The Bible says, let the mouths of others praise you and not your own mouth. Let the mouths of others praise you. And not your own mouth. Lest we begin to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. But when when things get really hard, but we're supposed to do it anyway. In everything and in all things, give God thanks and give God praise. If God told you to go and do it, and then we start out doing it. We once ran well, but the Bible said, what hindered you? You know, you started out, you was running really good. What hindered you? The Bible said we need to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us. What is it that besets you? What is it that made you think that this ain't going to work? What is it that made you believe that people aren't going to buy your stuff on your store? What is it that made you believe people wasn't going to buy your food? That you wasn't going to be able to continue with whatever you say that God has called you to do? What is it? despise not the day Abraham considered not his faith did not grow weak he did not grow weak in faith when he considered his own body to be already dead since he was about a hundred years old and he did not consider the deadness of Sarah's womb the only thing it says that Abraham was fully convinced are you fully convinced that God is a man of his word that God is a God of his word and that the One thing God cannot do, we say God can do anything, but there's one thing he cannot do, and that is he cannot tell a lie. He would have to deny himself to tell a lie because God is the truth. 
God is love. That's who he is. That's his character. That's like me saying I'm a woman. That's who I am. I'm not just saying God loves us. God is love. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. That's who he is. That's who God is. He is the truth. He cannot tell a lie. He said that the devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. He is the author of confusion. He, he is the spirit of fear. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 5, 17, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. Anything done outside of faith is sin. And if we quit doing something, if we quit our race because we become, became afraid or because we didn't think we was going to make it or we didn't think it was going to succeed. And we say, this is what God told us. I'm not talking about things that we build. I'm not talking about the tower, the, the Ishmael's and the Tower of Babel's that we build. I'm saying the, the things that God has said for us to do. Whatever God has called us to, it will not fail. God did not, he's not setting us up for failure. So go back and touch it again because this is the season of transformation. I mean of restoration. This is the season of transitioning. This is the season of restoration. Go back and touch it again. If you say that God told you to do it, you know when it's a God idea, it won't go away. There's nothing you can do. It won't go away. When it's a God idea, it don't go away. And some of you are getting new words because you didn't do the last word. Why will he give you? Because the instructions are him ordering your footsteps. So if you skip a step, it can put you out of season. He said he ordered your steps. It's one step. He orders the footsteps. This is your lifestyle. This is our lifestyle. It's one step at a time. Ask God to download his strategies to give you the blueprints. And it's going to happen really quick. So don't get afraid when it starts happening. Some of you are going to become overnight millionaires. It's going to happen so fast. I see that like the apostle uh, Joshua Jow's book, how it hit number one (laughs) overnight. I mean, when it starts to come real fast, don't let it scare you. The provisions of God are in the will of God. Everything is for the glory of God. It's not because of how smart you were, but it's because of how smart he is. And it was because we operate in humility by saying, Lord, not my way, Lord, not my will. Um, And we refuse to lean to our own understanding. And we refuse to become wise in our own eyes, but we waited on the Lord He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Remember, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We must not, we must first believe that he does exist. But we, and then we must go on to believe that he's also a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. I'm trying to work my way down here. But he did not waver. He didn't look at the circumstances. The circumstances, looking at the circumstances would cause us to waver. When Peter took his eyes off the off Jesus, he began to what he began to doubt. 
when we take our eyes off Jesus and start trying to figure out how we going to pay the bills, how we going to do this, how we, we didn't start off having faith in ourselves. Some of, we started off with a dollar. Some of us started off with nothing, you know, and God just brought people into our lives. That's the same God, the places that God is taking us. We're going to have to walk on water because faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's called calling those things, which be not. As though they were. God built the world. The world was framed by faith. He called those things which be not as though they were. Even though you've been given prophetic words and those words are true, um, you're going to have to do something to possess it. But we're going to have to seek the Lord for the instructions on how to possess the thing that He has promised us. He gave Abraham a promise. But he didn't tell him how he was going to fulfill it. He knew that he was going to do it through Sarah. He told him it was going to be through Sarah. The baby was going to come through him. But they got to trying to figure out some stuff. And when we get to try to figure out some stuff, we start doing some stuff that's contrary to who he is. Okay, so you say I'm supposed to have a baby. Okay, well, maybe he meant that uh, you're supposed to have one of my handmaids. But that's not what he said. He said that it was going to come through Sarah. He specifically told them how he was going to bring about the baby. It was going to come through Sarah's womb. But Sarah giggled. She didn't believe. He told them, this is how it's going to happen. You and Sarah is going to have a baby. But see, when we start trying to figure it out, that's when we come out of faith and we get into sin. Anything done outside of faith is sin. So Sarah convinced Abraham to go outside of what God had said. And he listened, and they sinned. Anything done outside of faith is sin. I'm going to show you that here in a minute. So, um, because he was fully convinced, um, Romans 4, excuse me, Romans 4 and 20, he did not waver in unbelief at God's promise, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Because he was fully convinced that what God had promised, he was able to do it. Verse 22, 4, Romans 4, 22. Therefore, it was credited to him for righteousness. Now it was credited to him was not written to Abraham alone. This is not for Abraham alone. This is for us. But also for us, it says, it will be credited to us who believe in him who raised Jesus from uh, our, our Lord from the dead. He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. It was a credit to him. I'm sorry, uh, it was a credit to him, but not just for him, but it was a credit to us also. The promise is to us also. Abraham was a friend of God, not because he was perfect. Abraham was a friend of God because he simply believed God, and it was a credit to him as righteousness. See, we're considered a friend of God when we believe God. Are you a friend of God? I asked that question this morning on my Facebook story. Are you a friend of God? Let's get to Romans 14 and 23. Because anything done outside of faith is sin. So I ask this, are we living by faith or are we living by sin? Because anything done outside of faith, it is sin. Are we acknowledging God in all our ways or are we leaning to our own understanding? Are we allowing God to direct our path? Or we being wise in our own eyes and doing our own thing. Because when we don't acknowledge God, we ignore God. And there's no condemnation because 
like I said, what happened yesterday is gone and tomorrow's not checking. So all we have right now is just right now. Now faith is. It's right now. It's what we do today that counts because everything behind us is behind us and tomorrow hasn't came yet. And take no thought for tomorrow, the Bible says. Jesus said, because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. We don't even have faith for tomorrow because we don't even know what tomorrow's going to bring. But what we do have is right now. So what we do with the word that we hear today, if you believe what the word of God say, you will receive what the word of God say. And if you receive what the word of God say, you will see what the word of God say. Because God watches over his own word to perform it. We must act on what we hear and be doers of the word and not hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves. Go back and touch it again. The Bible says that the children of Israel could not enter in because of their evil heart of unbelief. And Father, we repent today for having an evil heart of unbelief. Even though we've gotten a prophetic word, even though God had given them a prophetic word, and he told them that the, the land of Canaan was there, that land that was full of milk and honey, that was their land. He had already told them, he had given it to them. That was a prophetic word, it's yours. But you have to go in and possess it. The fact that he had told them already that it was theirs meant he was going to be with them in the fight. That they wasn't going to have to fight that battle alone. And he had already told them that they were going to win because he said, the land is already yours. I've already given it to you. They was going to have to walk by faith. They was going to have to walk out of, in order to walk out of and to walk into the promise, it was going to have to be by faith. But they looked at the circumstance. They considered the giants that was in the land. And they said, well, you know, but we're like grasshoppers in their sight. And, and they see us like grasshoppers. They even started saying what they thought they believed. They, no one said to them that they were grasshoppers. The devil was interpreting to them. But it, it wasn't, you know, it's kind of like Abraham said, he didn't grow weak in faith. He did not consider the, the giants that was in the land. He didn't consider the, the fact that he was over 100. He didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. He, he didn't, you know, we can't consider the fact that we don't have the money. We can't consider the fact that we don't know how to do it. We can't consider the fact, none of those things. That's not our part. Our part is just to believe what he said. Our part is to believe that that business is going to be a million dollar business and we don't even really know how to start a business. <laughs> What that means? That means he's going to either give you, download the blueprint and the strategy to you. And we're going to have to start research, start looking for stuff. I'm learning how to do stuff. Mostly everything I know how to do is because I started digging around, doing research, seeking the Lord, asking him to show me how. Everything. I learned how to publish a book. Uh, I learned how to build websites. Now I'm learning how to drop ship. I learned how to start a business. I think I know how to do a nonprofit business. I mean, everything that I know how to do is what the Lord has taught me how to do it. When I wrote that first book, I said, Lord, this is too expensive. I got it published to a publisher. I said, Lord, if you want me to write these books, because he kept giving me titles and giving me books. I said, you're going to have to show me how to do this because this is this is really expensive. So why pay somebody to do something that you can teach me how to do? And he did just that. That second book, I think I've written 11, 12 books. Uh, 11 of them I self-published. One I published twice through a, a publishing company. 
All I'm saying is, whatever God calls you to do, the provisions are in the will of God. Don't that make sense? That if he calls you to do something, that he will finance it. The provisions of God are in the will of God. Whatever God has called you to do. And anything done outside of faith is sin. So don't just be doing stuff just to be doing it. Make sure that this is what God is telling you to do. Because if God is telling you to do it, he will finance it. Anything done outside of faith is sin. So I'm trying to get here. Romans 14, 23. This is where I've been trying to get to. Okay. I really need to go. When you guys get a chance, read Romans, the whole 14th chapter. I'm going to go Romans 14. Uh, whatever you believe about the, the uh, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever doubts stands condemned if he eats. Okay, here the scripture is talking about eating food. Don't judge your brother. In other words, I'm going to put my interpretation. If you have a friend and they believe that eating pork is wrong or it's against God or whatever then don't eat pork around them because that's not walking in love. That's what they believe. So if their conscience condemn them or convict them, then they don't need to eat it. Even though it's not a real, you know, a sin for you, don't go against their uh, convictions. That's not walking in love. The kingdom of God is not about food or drink, but but it's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. So if you believe in that eating pork is wrong, that this way or that way it's not going to you know it's not going to send you to hell don't don't enter into that okay if they if they think that you need to take your shoes off to come to their house because demons are on your shoes or whatever it is they believe i'm just using this well when you go to their house take off your shoes because that's not what it's about you're not taking your shoes off and having your sho- that's not going to determine whether you go to heaven or hell you see what i'm saying but if this is what this person believes and if they believe like they're doing it unto the Lord, then it's acceptable unto the Lord, right? And for them to do different, it's going gonna, it's gonna to convi- uh, condemn them. So it's not about that. But this is what the scripture was talking about earlier in Romans 14. Go back and read Romans 14, please. It says, so we're going to pick up on 14 and 23 for time's sake. I don't have that much time left. It says, but who, whoever doubts stand condemned if he eats, because his eating is not from faith. And everything that is not from faith is sin. In other words, if you feel like the Lord has told you, he has put you on a fast, and he said, for a whole month, you can't eat meat. That's a personal conviction. That's something between you and God, right? That's something he's saying for you to do. You can't eat meat for a whole month. But then your friends come along, and they say, oh, man, it don't take all that. Come on and eat this meat. But you doubt but whosoever doubts, they stand, they stand condemned if you eat. If you eat knowing that God has already told you not to, then you and you're feeling that and you're feeling, you know, doubt. Doubt is is a conviction. If you feel doubt about what you do, then that's God convicting you. Okay? If you feeling, no, I shouldn't be doing this. No, something about this ain't right. That's that's doubt. Anything done outside of faith is sin. God leads by way of peace, not doubt and unbelief, not doubt and condemnation. God does not. Condemnation and conviction is two different things. 
When God convicts you of something, he's convicting you of something that's not right, something that's wrong, not condemning you. God graces us. He convinces us. He's convicting us because love is choice. It's not force. He's not here to crush us or to kill us. He's here to correct us so he can lead us. Okay. So if, but who, whoever doubts, they stand condemned. So if you enter into something in doubt, not fully convinced, but this is what God wants you to do, then that means it's, it's, but whoever doubts stand condemned if he eats because his eating is not from faith. Anything that's not done in faith, but it's done in doubt is sin. And everything is that is not uh, from faith is sin. Romans 14, 23. Anything done outside of faith is sin. If you're building something and you're doubting that it's going to work, then that's sin. That's, you didn't build it in faith. You built it in sin. You didn't build it in belief. You build it in doubt. Okay? You have to believe that whatever God is asking you to do, that it will succeed. That's faith. If God said open a store, then you need to open that store in faith, believing that it's going to succeed because God is, we're victorious in Christ Jesus. He's never going to set us up to fail. But we have to stay in fellowship with him. Even though the children of Israel had the promise, they had a prophetic word. But the reason the prophecy didn't come to pass is not because God failed, it's because they didn't press through they, uh, you know, Caleb and them, they inherited the promise. But the rest of them didn't inherit the promise, not because God were one true, but because they did not, they had doubt. The Bible, God said they had an evil heart of unbelief. You guys, look, go back and listen to my podcast, The Sin That Lead It to Sin. Um, that's the title of it, The Sin That Lead It to Sin. What is the sin that lead it to sin? So a heart of unbelief is an evil heart. God calls it an evil heart. Why is that? And that's something, Father, forgive us for having an evil heart of doubt and unbelief. Because when we have an evil heart of doubt and unbelief, what we're saying, he called it an evil heart because we're calling him a liar. <laughs> that's why he called it an evil heart. He said it was because of their evil heart of doubt and unbelief that they could not enter into God's rest. We cannot experience the peace of God without having faith in God. We cannot rest in God without having faith in God. What does it mean to have faith in God? To have faith in God's faithfulness. To have faith in uh, that he will, his word will not return void. But it will, he will, he watches over his word to perform it. His word will not return void, but it will accomplish those things whereunto it is sent. To have faith in God is to have faith in who he is. I have faith because I know that God loves me. I know that he has my best interest at heart. Abraham was fully convinced. He, it says he, he, he did not waver. His faith did not waver. But he was fully convinced. He gave glory to God. And that's what we need to do in everything. And when it looked like things aren't going to work and it looked like the, we see the giants in the land and we come against these obstacles... Let's start to just give glory to God because that keeps our mind on God. We need to magnify the Lord because when we start looking at the giants in the land, we start looking at the finances. We start, it looked like it ain't going to work. Look at the numbers. No one has bought anything. You know, my book ain't selling. Whatever you do, if you write a book and you don't think nobody's going to buy it, that's sin. Anything done outside of faith 
is sin. And the reason nobody's buying it is because you don't believe nobody's going to buy it. If you don't believe that you have anything to say, oh, ain't nobody going to listen to me, then you might as well not do anything because anything done outside of faith is sin. If you believe that God is calling you to do something, the confidence is not in our ability. The confidence is, is, is in his ability. When I feel like the Lord is really tell, is telling me to do something, I do it and I leave it there and say, okay, God, it's up to you. The rest is up to you. It's your deal. I'm your vessel. I did what you asked me to do. If you wanted to do this and you wanted to do that, then, you know, you can give me some wisdom, know what to do next. Um, but in the meantime, until you give me some more instructions, this is it. This is it. Do what he tells you to do. All Abraham and Sarah had to do was sleep together and keep sleeping together until she got pregnant because it, surely it was going to come to pass. Abraham was fully convinced that whatever God promised that he would do it. Are you fully convinced or do you just know a bunch of Bible verses? Is your life built on your works? Is your life, is people thinking more highly of you than they ought to? Because when we do what we do unto the Lord, People should see the Lord. The Bible say, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and your father, which in heaven will be glorified. Not you. They won't be thinking highly of you, but they'll be thinking highly of the God that's in you. And, and you know, and this is what I tell anything good that you see about me is because of, of the God that's in me. And that's the God honest truth because we was all born into sin. And our righteousness outside of God before we became born again was like filthy rags because it has to be washed. We have to come through the blood of Jesus. We was redeemed. We owed a debt that we could not pay. And know ye not that your body is not your own, that we've been bought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And I don't know about you, but I come before the Father today and I repent because when my son said, Mom, you don't think you're going to make this amount of money? Instantly, what I heard, why are you wasting your time on something that you don't believe is going to succeed? And I mean, I've created over 100 some items. Why? Well, I got over 100 some items set up, 113 items. It's like, why you wasting your time? Why are you doing this if you don't believe it's going to work? Anything done outside of faith is here. Why are you starting this business if you don't believe it's going to work? Why are you getting married if you don't believe it's going to work? Anything done outside of faith is sin. Romans 14 and 23. Are you living by faith or are you living in sin? That's my question. There's no condemnation because today is another day we get to believe what God say. Spend more time in God's word because God and his word is one. Spend time seeking the face of the Lord saying, Lord, listen here. I need a word from you. I need wisdom from you. I need to hear from you. I've stopped doing things. I quit my race. I shut my business. Because I started out in faith, but I ended up in fear. It wasn't because I transitioned to something else. It was because I was afraid. I started looking at the numbers and it, it didn't look like it was going to work and the bills were due and this was done. And But next time, Lord, when I hit this hard place and it, and it looks like and I begin to consider the deadness of, of the bank account or the deadness of the fact that no one has showed up 
instead of quitting, I'll come to your face and say, Lord, give me wisdom. What's next? What is it you want me to do? Because it could just be germinating under the soil.